0: The word patience there is, is defined by in the strongest Concordance. It gives this. It says, it's the characteristic of a man who's not swerved from his deliberate purpose and loyalty to faith and holiness in even the greatest trials and sufferings. He's not moved. He, does, he is not moved. He said this, so that when those temptations, those trials come, you're not moved up by those trials. You walk through it, and what happens? You're stronger. You're stronger. you you stronger. You've taken that way of escape, uh, like he says in First Corinthians 13, um, which he says, no temptation has taken you, but such is, is common to man. People won't always think they have something unique going in their life, like there's something different than everybody else. Is this but, but it's not. It's common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will, through the temptation, provide a way of escape. Now, we have some other verses that go with this, and uh, I want to turn in Romans chapter 5, and tune in whenever you guys have something for me, please. In Romans chapter 5, it it instructs us this. Paul writes, verse 1, he says, Therefore, being justified and made right by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So there it is again. Those things that come into your life, those trials, those various trials and temptations that come into your life, they work patience in your life. And we just defined what patience was, that endurance. And patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Now, also go to another place that talks about It's 2 Peter chapter 1. You're already there, huh, Don? You ready? 2 Peter chapter 1. I love, I love these verses here in 2 Peter. Uh, of course, I love all the verses, but I, these are very special. And Peter's writing uh, about the precious faith of the Lord of, of, of the saints and the righteousness of God our Savior. And he says in verse 2 Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of, of, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. So add you faith, holiness, virtue. Virtue, knowledge, to know the love of God beyond measure. To knowledge, temperance, where you're not moved by anything, your, your temper is perfect, your t- temperance. And to temperance, look at there, patience. So somebody says, well, no, I don't want to ask for patience. The Bible says add it. Add it to your faith. Add patience to your faith, faith and patience, godliness. Now, this is, this is why it's so important. And godliness, brother, kindly, kindness, love, or charity. For if, Why? Because if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you get, will neither be barren or idle nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ but the one that lacks these—if you lack patience, if you lack any of these things—you're still blind. If I lack patience, if I lack temperance, if I lack uh, uh, virtue, or faith, God, or any of these things, godliness—I'm still blind. How am I going to be able to help anybody if I'm a blind? Luke—if I'm blind, Luke chapter six said, "The blind lead the blind; they both fall into a ditch." The Bible says, I had to remove the beam from my eye in order to help my brother take the moat out of his eye so he can see. So you, you must add these things to your faith. That is required. Because he says here, if you lack these things, you're blind and you can't see very far. And you've also forgotten that you were cleansed from your old sins. You've forgotten that. But look what it says. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your call and election sure for if you do these things what's going to happen? Never You'll fall. never fall. You'll never fall. You'll never stumble. You'll never sin. Is that what it says? You'll never fall. Comments? Uh, I got another parable. Come on. But I thought you were going to uh, 1 Peter 4 it says beloved uh, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials which is try." As though it was something strange thing happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you should be made glad with exceedingly joy. So, yeah, I wanted to quote that scripture this morning. I'm glad you been brought it out. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about it on this. exactly. So you don't, know, you you know, don't, it's not don't think it's something strange is happening to you. This is supposed to happen.
1: It's
0: supposed to go through the all that live godly shall suffer persecution. You're gonna you're gonna have those things in your life. Amen. Uh, But that's a powerful scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1 that a lot of people don't like to look at. But you have to be honest. First of all, the the Bible says in James chapter 4 that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now, what does that mean? I I believe he's talking about his word there. A proud man is not going to want to humble himself to God's word. A proud man is going to say, well, I'm not going to admit that I have a lack of any of these things. But a humble man is going to say, "You know what? I'm lacking some patience here. God, I want to confess that I'm, my heart's not right because I still have, I'm, I'm, I'm running short on patience here. I need to add that to my faith. I need to get that right, Lord, with you, and humble yourself. Then, what God do? God gives you grace. You break before God. You, you, you receive that. Amen. So I will say something. With, or is he just up there? <clears throat> Anybody? Okay. I
2: do. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Um, turning your I'm, camera. I'm
0: sure. uh, turning uh, uh, camera. Turn your turn your uh, turn your video
1: on. I don't think he heard you. He, turn, he heard your along. you
0: turn your video on. Hit your video, open it up. So we can see you.
2: Yeah, it's on, Steve. Well,
0: oh, there you are. You, you, okay, we, oh, there you are. There you go, Eric. Okay, good. Yours is very blurred, by the way. I, I don't know why the other one's coming through clear, but yours is blurred. I don't know if you if you're. Maybe that strong light you have coming out, you. I don't know. This is
1: the internet connection.
0: Our internet connection, my son said. Your internet connection is not re- real good, he said. But anyway, go ahead, Eric. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you. Sometimes it kind of blocks you up, but you, you're good. Go ahead.
2: Um, I just wanted to make a quick reference to the beginning of that Second Peter reference with you. Um, that um, Peter's talking about these, um, these gifts that are granted to us. In the very beginning, he says that those who have escaped from the corruption. That is in the world because of sinful desire. Mm-hmm. That's just another representation of that change and that born again nature that we repent of our past life. We put it to death and we become something. Then we follow all these um, these virtues. You know these uh, steps.
0: Amen. Uh, you understand what, what he's saying here. Um He's saying in context with the scriptures, you follow the context of it. He's saying like in 2 Peter 1 where we read that, that um, uh, it talked about that to, to, he's giving you everything that pertains to life and godliness. That you would be partaker of his divine nature and you escape the corruption that's in, in the world through lust. That if you come through that, you, you have escaped the corruption and lust that's in the world, then you will have added... Those virtues to your life—is that what you're saying, Eric? That that will happen because that is part of the conversion process. You still there,
2: Eric?
0: Yes. I want to I want to answer something with that. Pure pride is saying up there too. If you don't, that pure pride is saying it Uh took uh, it took me a long time to get to that place. Some of God's children take a little longer to learn God is faithful and true. We must grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just a one-time prayer that saves us. Uh, the devil, okay, let, let me stop there, and I want to comment on that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think you and I were talking about that today, Cedric. And the question is that I would pose uh, to, to everyone is how long does it take to repent from your sin? Because you can't have—we all know that you can't have salvation without repentance. How long does it take to repent? Instantaneous. huh? It's a decision. It's a decision. Okay. It's a decision and it has to be done immediately. And okay. Once, once it's
2: done, there's no more of it happening in your life. If you okay. turn away from it
1: only if you repent of your repentance. I 100 percent. I 100 percent repent. We
0: hear a lot of people there that say, you know, I, I, I keep repenting, and then I go back.
1: Have not, before, have not, not a 100% That's not, have, that's not 100%, have, 100% have,
0: repentance. tickling your ears. So, so <laughs> if, if that's the case, repent doesn't mean just ask and forgive. It means you, you turned your life. The life is turned for that. Um, now, a person, there, there's, there's, how long will it take a person to repent? You're right. It can like the like the guy that was hanging on the cross next to Jesus. Okay, there was two two one on one one on each side. How long did it take that man to repent? It, it saves yeah. But other people sometimes it takes a little more time because they're holding on to things. But they can't have salvation until there's a repentance. So to put a time frame for every for everyone to repent, yes, the repentance takes place when there's truly a turning. From your old sin and, and turning to a new life, amen is that right? Uh, uh, com- uh, what do you guys co- comment on this uh, on, on, on this uh, West? What, what do you say? How long Chris. does it take to repent?
1: Thanks Chris. Webb well, thanks uh, Chris
0: huh? Chris, Chris, you want to comment? Um, I want everybody, somebody come on. Well, I would say it,
1: it, it's when somebody gets serious, like when the prodigal son, it's when he came to his senses. And then he came up out of the pig pen or out of the mire. And then at that point, you know, he makes his way back to the father and his mentality changes when he says, if I just go back to my father's house and, and be a servant, you know, and so at that point, you see the father sees him from afar off. And that's that's the place where he really truly repented or the, the guy on the cross, like you're saying, Don, he's on the cross in a sense of like, you know, being crucified with Christ from his passions and desires. Obviously, that's, you know, he's only got so much time when he's on the cross. But you're, when you're really dying to your old man and you're, and, and you're putting your hand to the plow and you're not looking back, that's the place where you've lost your life and you're truly, truly 100%, you know, uh, all your chips are in, or you you sold everything. You you're, you're like the merchant that sold all the other pearls to, to, to get the pearl at great price. That's repentance. Would
0: you say repentance uh, would be like um, like he says in Second Corinthians five seventeen? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All, all the old things are past, and everything's become new. That that's the real repentance, isn't it? But we see people that say, "Well, I repented." Uh, from all my sin, I turn from them, and then come back later and say, "Man, I I blew, I blew it. You know, I I I, I uh, went into a rage, and I you know did this or that. Then, have they ever really truly repented yet?
2: Hmm.
0: Okay, have they ever really truly repented yet? Somebody want to answer that, Cedric? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, Second Corinthians ten and eleven. I'm sorry. Say that again. We, we're kind of, you're kind of cutting out. Second
1: Corinthians ten and eleven.
0: Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse
2: eleven.
0: Is that correct? Seven. Oh, 2 Corinthians 7, 17 Yes, a very familiar scripture. Yes. Okay. What is what it? Second Corinthians seven. He said, "Verse ten and Alright. You want me to read it, Eric?
2: Yeah, uh, blur, okay. breaking up, so
0: okay. for, for godly sorrow works repentance hmm. so first of all Eric is pointing out that godly sorrow it takes godly sorrow to really repent without godly sorrow you can't repent right Eric yeah. ok for godly sorrow works repentance to salvation not to be repented of but the sorrow of the world works death for behold, this, this self-same thing that you saw it after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, what clearing of, you, of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things, we have approved yourselves to be clear in, the, in this matter. You want to make a comment on that, Eric? You got five minutes.
2: For what? Until seven. Oh, okay. Until seven. Oh to be the difference
0: between a godly change of mind, a change of mind. A change of mind. Godly soul with repentance. So if a person goes back into sin, what is he doing? He's repenting of his repentance. Right? Uh huh. so then what has to happen he, if he can he better come back he comes back and makes a true repentance and then go back because you can get into a very dangerous condition here, where like we talked about in Hebrews ten twenty six. it says if we sin willfully after we come to the knowledge of truth it remains no more sacrifice for our sin or it's like a, in Second Peter chapter 2 a dog returning to his vomit or a, a sow returning to the mire here's another thing I, I want to
1: say with this that so, you do the repentance and you repent from it. You truly believe and you turn away from that. I mean, don't think for one moment the enemy's coming right back at with, with that temptation in that exact area. Sure, sure. And, and so, God is able to keep you and provide the way of escape. True, true. But, yeah. you know, He's coming in that, in that area where you, where, you, where you have this weakness. Yeah, it's a stronghold. Absolutely. Repent That's why you pull in your down. heart. down. You truly believe that you repent, you don't want nothing to do with it, you're turned away from it. He's coming back. He's
0: coming with, it, with the temptation. He gets you right back in. It'd be like this, and I'm going to put it in a simple way, and, and you, you know, it's, it's an a iffy thing, but I want to put it just to, re- to relate it. Say a person is he's smoking cigarettes. I'm just going to use that as an example, okay? I'm not talking about cigarettes and cigarettes. We're not going there. I'm just using this as an example. Um, he's smoking cigarettes, and then he realizes that cigarettes are bad for you and that they will eventually kill you. So he, he as he realizes that comes to the realization he say, he says in his mind I'm not going to smoke anymore. You know, I've changed my mind about smoking. It's no good for me. I'm leaving. I'm putting the cigarettes down. I'm not going I'm not going to do that anymore. And he puts them down. We would call that what? Repentance. He turned from it. Now he goes back later, and like you say the enemy comes back at him, starts making the sure thoughts of the cigarettes cigarette. man. You know, and all this stuff. Be nice. And he goes back and he picks up the cigarette again and starts smoking. What right. happened? He repented of his repentance, and he's in deeper, a deeper hole now, you see, which is a very dangerous yeah. condition to be in. Amen?
2: Um, you, hey, you got some comments.
0: Yeah, uh, somebody have something else? Yeah, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead, Glenn. Glenn? Uh, can I say
2: something? Yeah. Come on, Glenn. We want you to. All right. Uh, James James, chapter 4 verse uh, from verse uh, 6.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it says, uh, He gives, giveth more grace. Wherefore he says, "says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Call you to God, and he will draw near to you. Clean- this is talking to the church. Yeah. Talking like people. Well, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts." You double-minded. This is the root of the problem. I think we can be double-minded. This is a problem I've had over for well, 43 years of my Christian life. Double-mindedness—it just it comes. In, it comes in prayer, coming to God, drawing to God. I can't think any other way than coming to God with a humble heart and confessing. You know, coming to God and saying. And the Lord, I repent of my double mind, my double mindedness this is why I've been calling back into sin, over and over and over and over again, and it's um, seeking God for that heart change in our hearts you know, we talk a lot about repenting of individual sins but God is showing me that in the Bible uh, whose heart departed from the living God or they forsook God. This is where the problem starts. People open, in their hearts have turned away from God. Amen. Um, this is very clear. Our, 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 our heart turned in our hearts to God. So, and then it says, it said, um, verse 9, chapter 4, verse 9 of James Be afflicted and mourn and weeped, Let your love be turned to mourn. And your joy to heavenness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Well he'll lift you up above that, that problem of the, your sin. But but Glenn, isn't he saying there when he's
0: saying all that, that's that's like a humble and contrite spirit. I mean it, it looks like what he's saying is he, he's he's crying out to God, be afflicted, mourn, and weep, he's saying, That's a deep repentance, that's a deep godly sorrow that causes him to hate that sin and turn from that sin to be that new creation. Amen?
1: Agree? Mm -hmm. That's the grace that he's talking about there. You know, he gives grace to the humble. That's like the first step. He shines his light into the sinner's heart, and that's the grace of the person that's responding to that. Uh, You know, when, when that light begins to shine and convict the heart, then after that, the next verse is, Draw near to me because because he first shined light in your heart, draw near to me, and then God will draw near there to you. you. you Cleanse go. your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. So at this point you're still not saved. And then and then your repentance is cleansing your hands and purifying your hearts, and then you're no longer double-minded, and at that place you put yourself in a position like the prodigal son did to be saved, then God can bring out the, the robe, then God can put the ring on your finger, and then you're in a saving place. There's conversion.
0: Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah, that's what he that's what takes. That's a real good picture, Glenn. I'm, bl- I'm glad you brought that out. And, and Pure Bride's over here t- talking to us and, and telling us about his conversion of a genuine repentance uh, where he was really broken. Her. Uh, her. Her. I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. And, uh, and, and and she's operated in the gifts, uh, he talks about, and, uh, and it's a blessing to hear that. Uh, and she was involved in the church system for a while, and it looks like it held her up from uh, moving into the things of God, but she continued to persevere in God's word and had the fear of God in her life and has turned completely over to the Lord, abiding in him continuously. Amen. You're right. thank you for that testimony and, and those wonderful words. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 repentance is, um, is necessary for salvation, without a doubt. Uh, repentance, uh, it takes as long as it takes that person to really come to a place where they're broken enough and they cry out to God. They hate their sin. They have the fear of the Lord, as it says in Proverbs 16, 6, by the fear... By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Uh, So they see that they have the fear of God that causes them to say, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to make it to heaven the way I am. And uh, like you were talking about, Glenn, a little while ago, those scriptures you brought out in James chapter 4. Really, those scriptures, when you read that, you see if there's sin that's manifesting for my lives in any kind of way, then we know that our heart is not right with God. Because he said all of it comes from the heart. So if i got something manifested and I know my heart's not right with God, I need to get my heart right with God. So I break before God. I become afflicted. I, I mourn. I weep. I let my laughter be turned to mourning. My joy to heaviness. And what happens? You, you're humbled at that point. Say, God, you know, i am messed up. I need him. I'm turning to you. I'm, I'm confessing. I'm broken. And the Lord says in, in um, Isaiah 59, he, he says, actually, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 55, he says, He says a humble and a contrite spirit the Lord will in no wise cast out. So when he humbles himself and he's broken like that and comes to the Lord in a true meaningful heart and turning us from his sin, the Lord will not cast him away. Praise the Lord. So back to um, James 1. I think we're going to I want to go on to, to wisdom, but I want, I'm going to do that next week. And uh, but we're going to leave it there on on patience. So he says, verse four. We want to read, and we'll close. Let patience have her perfect work. Don't stop it. Let the patience have her perfect work. And we read with patience, was that endurance? Um, you know, I preached on suicide somewhere today, and I, I talked about how um, it, you. It's the person that commits suicide. They've given up. They, they are not going to persevere. They've, they they've lacked patience, and they, they went ahead and took their own life, and which is a horrible, horrible thing. And I want, any, I don't want anybody to think, well, I can do that and still make it to heaven. No. Uh, you, you, you can't do that. you know, just out. And it says if any man, and he says here, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect, entire. Lacking nothing or wanting nothing. So you want to let patience have a perfect word. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.